Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly slice of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host, and this is episode 187. This week, Deputy Food Editor Adam catches up with food writer and restaurateur Romy Gill to talk about how Indian food and veganism are such natural partners, and they also explore the recent growth of regional Indian food in the UK restaurant scene. Uh, hey guys, it's uh, Adam from Olive. I'm here with Romy Gill. Hello. Hi, nice to you? meet you. Yeah, and you. Um, and I have just eaten a really, really delicious whole vegan menu at uh, Uti in uh, central London um, that you've done in conjunction with them. Um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Oh, no, it's fantastic to collaborate with with chef who is very much into his regional Indian food mm-hmm. and then me coming with my background of regional food. I think it's like beautifully worked together. Yeah. Um, and and also they ha- there are still new baby on the on the on the market because yeah. they're a new restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, but the flavors are so different, and re- it's all regional food. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it's really nice. So tell me about uh, about what region you come from, or like where your food comes from. So I'm born and brought up in Bengal, as you know, India is a is a huge country. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but my parents are from North India, which is Punjab. Um, I grew up in a steel plant where my dad worked in in, in, a, in a steel plant and and the food that I grew up eating was not just specific regional food from there it was mm-hmm. food from um, all over India because people came to work in di- from different states mm-hmm. to work in the steel plant so I guess my food was very much um, a balance of different flavors from India yeah yeah. Okay, so I think you were telling me upstairs um, earlier, like how the difference, like one of the main differences between like people who eat wheat and like the the, the rice and wheat sort of thing. Can you tell me a bit more about that? So, uh, so India is a is a country which depends on the the different. It's a you know different weathers. You know mm-hmm, we have like mm-hmm. different weathers and different also the climate where 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 you are from. So some of the South Indian places they're very much from, in near the oceans and sea. Mm-hmm. So they're 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 very much focused on coconuts. Um, fish industry are, and more of rice grown areas, you mm-hmm. know. And also, Punjab is very much where a lot of people uh, are farmers. Yeah. Many are farmers and they grow rice, they grow wheat, but it's also very he- heavy naans or chapatis or mm-hmm. rotis based or paratha based. Mm-hmm. Whereas down south or even in Bengal or some places in Bihar, they will eat a lot of rice. So depending mm-hmm. on how, how the climate is of that region yeah. you, and what is grown in that region, that depends on the oils or the, you know, like Punjab or North India is heavy based with milk products. Mm-hmm. But if you are in Bengal, mm-hmm. Bengali use mustard oil. Yeah. And they use lot, or they eat a lot of vegetables, mm-hmm. lentils. And, and it's not meat heavy. They will eat meat, but they don't eat meat every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they kind of eat a lot of fish as well. So, yeah, so yeah. depending on where you're from, mm-hmm. they speak the different language, they yeah, look yeah. different, they eat differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I think that's like one thing that we're starting to realize really is how vast and i think we've always known that india is yeah. vibrant but how um it's a, it's a it's almost a continent in itself isn't it really exactly. and it has like like what 
a few hundred languages that are spoken and dialects, dialects yeah. religion, like different religions. And like, obviously that translates into its food. And um, I think it's really cool that people are sort of finding out a little bit more about it. And it's not just like how British people understand. And yeah. like and people like yourselves and Uti who are sort of bringing regional I, cuisine. I mean, you, there are a lot of wonderful restaurants in London mm-hmm. and a lot of restaurants change the um, so-called Indian food scene. Yeah. Um, we have such beautiful flavors coming on different restaurants mm-hmm. and uh, guys are doing amazing stuff in, in London and Indian food is just up there, you know, comparative to years ago that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But also... You know, Indian food, as I always say to people, it's not Indian food. Indian food is very regional mm. food. And and those restaurants are now being opening in London, which is fantastic because people need to understand that, of course, we, you know, are Indians, mm-hmm. but we cook and eat very differently. Yeah, yeah. But also there's a caste system still exists in yeah. India. There's the religions, the cultures. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. A lot of things is is all dependent on, on where are you from, that how we'll cook and eat, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's like basically how the different food cultures have sort of yes. been created through all those different things. Mm. Um, and the whole menu tonight was vegan. Yes. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. See, um, the reason I kind of did vegan as well, because my book is vegan, yeah, is, is based um, a very plant-based vegan recipes from India, mm-hmm. the food I grew up in eating. So um, it was very important in, in our household that we didn't eat. Meat was not a necessity. Yeah. We ate meat maybe once a year, once a month or something. Mm-hmm. But it was all about wholesome, good food on the tables was very important. So for me, after writing the book and writing about my growing up years, mm-hmm. um, I've always been very clear that I eat meat. I eat very sustainable meat. I've mm-hmm. always, or fish or anything like that. But for me to write that, that was my growing up years. And it was a homage to my mum because she passed away last mm. year. So it was very much the my childhood years. And then I came to this country and then I, I incorporate with the ingredients, with the produce of this country. So that's why I call myself a British Indian chef, because I use the produce from here. And my background of how mm-hmm. I grew up as a self-taught and, and the food I ate or came to know the f- ingredients in this country. Um, so... You know, that, and I'm very proud of being a British Indian chef. Yeah, yeah. And for me to then do something with Uti, and Uti has a fantastic, anyway, if you come anytime, they have a fantastic range of um, vegetarian and vegan food. Mm-hmm. Anyway, because Indian food is anyway, most of it is is plant, you know. When people think, oh, Indian food, it's like, oh, it's very ghee-based. No, it yeah. is not. It yeah, depends yeah. on where you are. Yeah, yeah, completely. So to create this together with Chef Manmeet and Miru, it was um, it's, it was just very easy to collaborate and do it, you mm-hmm. know. So I think, and also it's not a trend in India. So Yeah, completely. Like it's it's just the, the normal, the norm, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And also people should understand, you know, in India, we don't really fight if you're eating meat or people are vegetarians. We don't fight with each other. Mm-hmm. They coexist with each yeah, other. Yeah. But of course you have to be sustainable about thinking of different various things, what's happening to the climate. But at the same time, if people are eating avocados, you know, the worst thing for the planet is mm. the avocados, can, mm. what they're doing. But then there are like jackfruit, you know, all these tins are coming from faraway countries. Of course, I eat. I ate jackfruit in India because yeah, that's yeah. why it grows as well. Yeah, yeah. But people are creating 
um, things to look like meat, but yet they're calling themselves vegan. That's when I get cross, you know. Yeah, right, Eat right. the vegetables that are grown in this country. Yeah, yeah. Keep it sustainable. Why do you want? We have in England, we mm -hmm. have the be beautiful produce. Yeah, yeah. And, and support your producers. Mm -hmm. Then we won't have any issues, you know. So for me to do this was not because it's a trend. I always say that it's because the food. This is how we eat at home. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was going to ask. It's like, why does Indian food? lend itself so naturally to vegetarian and vegan is that is, like you say is because that's yes. the, the normal thing that you do that you have the, the reliance on vegetables and pulses yeah. and legumes i think also um again it comes to it comes to caste system it comes to religion and then i always say to people people you know you have to understand indian in the india is there's a divide there's middle class there's there's rich there's poor mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. also the caste system there are lots of things in in in, in india mm -hmm. but People who can't afford to have clear water, mm. how do you expect them to have milk and meat? Yeah, yeah. They depend on pulses and rice or, or roti or depends. So we have to understand that it's a it's, it's lot, lot of things are around Indian food. That's how we kind of grew up and ate. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, there are a lot of my friends who, or along with my daughters, who actually become turned vegetarian now. Mm -hmm. um, and my friends are also thinking about the environment. They're not uh, doing it just for the sake of it's a trend. I yeah, have yeah. lots and lots of friends who will eat maybe um, very sustainable fish and meat once a week. Yeah, the rest, yeah. of le rest of the ingredients, they will you know, eat from vegetables or lentil or pulses. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we are really lucky. I don't know if you know Hotmondards. They no. are homegrown. They are mm -hmm. organic and grown in this country. That you pulses, quinoa, um, um, beans, everything is grown here. So yeah, yeah. why not support those people mm -hmm. when we can? You know, even meat industry or anything like that, support yeah, yeah. Uh, where you can. I know everybody can't afford to to eat good quality meat, but mm -hmm. we don't have to eat meat every day. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's definitely yeah. an argument. That, that Yeah, I, I definitely have drastically reduced how much meat I eat and yeah. basically look at the quality. And then, yeah, I, I, but then I think it's, for me, I feel like I'm lucky because I know how to cook. So yes. therefore, approaching a vegetable isn't a scary prospect because I sort of know what to do with it. And mm. But I think for a lot of people, it's like the knowledge of what to do with it is, is maybe the problem. But mm. I think as time goes on, I think that seems to be getting better. Like the general cooking level in Britain is, is way better. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's also a lot of multicultural people together and like London is a multicultural city now. Mm -hmm. It's not no doubt about that. So yeah, the people yeah, from different world parts of the world coming and also doing the cuisines and be and also as a british people are not scared to to um eat different kind of food oh, Very, it's not like yeah, yeah. curries or chinese food now we have wonderful wonderful you know fantastic restaurants around here yeah, and yeah. the flavors you can eat from different countries yeah very, it is very inspiring yes. definitely um so i want to talk about um how did you get into cooking like what was your when did you decide that it was for you a uh, long, long time ago, my mum had cancer I, um, and um, the, um, her life kind of revolved around us, mm -hmm. uh, cooking for us, for her three kids. And, um, and when she had cancer, can, she couldn't taste uh, properly, um, mm. you know, the flavors. She, yeah, can, she yeah. couldn't put too much salt. Um, I, um, yeah, I said to my dad, that's it. I'm becoming, a, I want to become a, I want to go in hospitality industry yeah, and yeah. be a chef. And he immediately said no. So I... I didn't argue with him because I could, I, 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 as a parent, I can understand what he meant at that point. Mm -hmm. um, but then coming here, the food wasn't great where I was as an Indian food. And I said to my husband, um, 
I want I want to go in hospitality and I will open a restaurant one day, which I did madly. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and it was very successful, it was, and yeah, a yeah. very successful restaurant. Um, but sadly, I had to give up because my lease was up, and I did not want to carry on for another ten years because my the guy who owned the place wasn't giving me a lease for less more years. So yeah, I just yeah. didn't want to big, go big, big investment in time. To and also, I'm so busy with other things. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm going to open another restaurant, but I just am taking a little break. Yeah. Um, but um, in the meantime, I'm my life is just uh, crazy busy than ever. Yeah, yeah. So I think at the age of forty, I opened my restaurant, and I, I'm, I think it, it was such an amazing experience. And 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 the industry, I think this is the only industry I would I would say is one of the industry which welcomes you with open arms. Mm. Of course, there is people who are very clicky and weird food world. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, which which industry isn't? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it depends on how you. Um, um, become a part of that food world and how you also um, push it to your, in your limits, how you want to achieve what you want to. I think I was very lucky with among my friends that I was uh, very grateful mm-hmm. to given the opportunities where people I don't know and people who, who have become my great friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, the support network was amazing. I think this is the industry I would say um, I, I belong here. I don't know what I would would do I, mm-hmm. I any other opportunities if I have I, I wouldn't wouldn't would not wouldn't know what to do with it so I think um I'm here to stay and I'm not going anywhere <laughs> oh, perfect that's good to hear from the food that I just eaten upstairs yeah. so have you got any more plans to open a restaurant or is it sort of a, is it like under wraps or too early um, to say no no I will open a restaurant it's just that um, as you know, Ready Steady Cook is coming back and I'm one is of it? the I chefs. did not know that I'm one of the chefs and amazing. I'm, been filming and crazy busy with that and I'm I travel as a food and travel writer mm-hmm, quite a lot mm-hmm. um I write for New York Times now sometimes uh, and for other publications as well so I just um my life is crazy busy at the yeah, moment. Yeah, rush, rush <laughs> and then I'm going to New York um I'm so excited for this opportunities I would never dreamed in million years um is as I'm cooking at the beard house they've asked me for a vegan dinner amazing so i'm so this is just a warm-up then for the main event in new york then, is it? <laughs> I know. so we're excited for this opportunity you know you everybody wants to be part of that and, mm-hmm. and to be asked and recognized i think it's such an ama- amazing yeah well congratulations thank you um great i've just eaten your samosa chat upstairs which grace then said was one of her desert island dishes is that right yeah. What would yours be? Like, what could you not live without? What's your... Um, I think it has to be the punch foreign spice. It is uh, one of the whole spices, which are five different ones. I think if I have that, I'll be very happy on a desert island. you can do pretty much anything. You you know you can make a solid meal. So what's, what's in that spice mix? So it's fennel. Seeds, mm-hmm. nigella seeds, fenugreek seeds, black mustard seeds, and cumin seeds. I mm-hmm. just—it's just a match made in heaven of all those spices. It's—it's—it's it's, it's mustard is so like smoky, pungent mm-hmm. spices. Um, like cumin is very earthy, warm, and have a very lemony flavor. If you yeah, grind citrusy. it, citrusy, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then fennel is just aniseed. It's so, you know, flavor is so refreshing mm-hmm. um, And then uh, the fenugreek seed is so bitter, but yet it brings the flavors out with all Without, those spices. Yeah, harmonizes the yes. thing. So I think those five spices are just... And Nigella seeds is sweet. It's it's kind of a... The, the oniony yes, sort of it's, allium flavor. Yeah, it's yeah. one of my... I think it's one of my spice that I cannot live with. You can't live without. So mm. what like... 
what would be your ultimate way? What would you do with it? Would you catch a fish and roast it over fire with fish, that? Or? vegetables, or even if you if you make a, like a ferment or chutney or you anything, ant chutney. If you put an ant in Indian Orissa, they make ants chutney. So, a- so ants. ant. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like I mean, that's something that you only see sort of in tribal places or like, or but like yeah. uh, like Rene Redzepi at Noma like doing but so we'll like, do that you do you've that been doing that for years yeah in you, were, India. you were doing it ages before <laughs> Rene Redzepi um, he's, a, he's a very good uh, good good guy he's helped me loads as well has so, he how do you know him um, I was invited to Noma once um, so went there and mm-hmm. just became really close um, and he also invited me to a mad symposium I was one of the speakers oh, for the mad, mad symposium yeah, cool. yeah. Oh, so yeah um, we keep in touch and you know, and I'm really like him as a as, as not only as a human being but also as a great chef mm-hmm. we, and also um, the seasons he does and I think one of my favorite seasons is a vegetarian season I think yeah. it's absolutely wonderful yeah it's something but, I've always wanted to go to but never never quite managed it I don't think, but you uh, never know. Maybe you one never day. know. Maybe if someone's listening, you'll invite me. Maybe. <laughs> um, anyway, Romy, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I'll let you get back to your busy restaurant upstairs. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me for dinner. Oh, it, was, it was really delicious. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming and also doing the podcast with me. An absolute thank pleasure. You. Thank you so much. So that was the Old Magazine podcast. If you like this episode, please review and rate us. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to find out more information on things in this episode, you can visit our website, olivemagazine.com. You can pick up a copy of our February issue on the newsstand now, or why not take advantage of our brilliant subs offer and get five issues delivered for only £5. Just go to buysubscriptions.com forward slash allpod, that's O-L-P-O-D, to get the offer. After your first five issues, you'll automatically pay $20.99 for six issues, but you can cancel at any time. T's and C's apply. So that's it for this week. See you next week when we'll be back with more food and drink chat.